Welcome back to The Hardcore Therapist, where we explore topics related to mental health and personal growth. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we are having an important discussion ahead. We want to emphasize right from the start that this podcast episode does not replace the need for professional therapy. It is crucial to acknowledge that while self-help and self-improvement tools can be valuable, they are not a substitute for therapy when needed. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of the Hardcore Therapist podcast. Again, I am your host, Sarah. And today this episode is from a question uh, from one of my clients. They wanted to remain anonymous, um, but they asked me to discuss something that's pretty difficult. And they asked me to discuss and explain trauma bonding a little bit more. I understand that this is a sensitive subject and I want to remind listeners that this episode contains this information before we dive into the topic. I want to take a moment to acknowledge that um, what we might be discussing might be difficult for some listeners. Uh, I understand that this is a, uh, these discussions can bring up an, a range of emotions, and I want to be mindful of the impact it may have on anyone in the audience, anyone who might be listening to this. If you feel that the topic might be too triggering for you, or if you're not in the right headspace to explore it, it's okay to skip this episode. Your well-being is my main priority. And I just want to remind everyone, I'm going to do a trigger warning here. Um, before I continue, I would like to um, issue a trigger warning for talking about uh, trauma bonding. I'm going to do my best to handle the topic with care, but I want you to know that I'm aware that the, it contains information um, that's going to be difficult. And as usual, my episodes are about 20 minutes. So just so you know, for those who, who decide to stay with me and um, it might, difficult things might pop up. Remember self care is number one. Take a break. If you need to reach out to a friend or professional, if you feel overwhelmed and remember that it is absolutely okay to step away from the episode if it becomes too much, your mental health and emotional well-being is paramount. Um, if I have any additional resources, please, uh, if you want any, please DM me on Instagram or and um, you can email me at thehardcoretherapist at, at gmail.com. Um, and I'm happy to help you with that. And for people who decided to listen, I want to thank you for trusting me um, with your time and being a part of the community. So now let's move forward with today's episode. Keep in mind the importance of compassion and understanding. So first I want to start off with just explaining what trauma bonding is. Um, I got this information from one of my textbooks. Um, and, you know, I've seen information on the internet. I've seen information in different places. Um, so you can get this information anywhere, but I just want to tell you I got it from a textbook. I, I went there first. Um, trauma bonding refers to a strong emotional connection that develops between a person and their abuser. Particular situations where there's repeated abuse or harm, this complex psychological phenomenon that can occur in various types of relationships, such as abusive romantic partnerships, dysfunctional families, dynamics, or even as in situations with school shooters. Um, I've been working with uh, some kids and that is definitely something I've noticed is that they have trauma bonded either with people they weren't friends with from before um, or they 
you know, people they hid with, things like that, that is their like connection and they really hold on to it deep. It's really important to teach kids how to move on from that um, and make sure that um, they keep on, keep on keeping on. <laughs> so just move on. So here are some of the key aspects that I know of with trauma bonding. And and I'll be honest, um, trauma bonding is not my expertise. Uh, it is definitely something I've worked with with clients, but it is not something I'm not um, a solely trauma-informed uh, therapist. So um, a lot of this is information that I've gotten from clients that I've worked with or um, things that I've researched. So what I've noticed is that there's intermittent reinforcement. So what that means is there's positive and negative experiences and they're inconsistently mixed all the time. So in an abusive relationship, there might be moments of kindness and affection or the the abuser might apologize um, and it will just be like intermixed of like this cruelty or harm. And then all of a sudden they're super nice or kind. Um, it's super unpredictable and can create a powerful emotional bond. Um, you'll notice this if you you know anyone who's uh, been in sex trafficking or working with any clients with this, you'll see a lot of this. I know that um, if you've seen it on TV, that's definitely a thing. But I, I've definitely seen that with clients where they try to make excuses or they try to explain how intense the bond is, but it comes from this. It's like a dopamine fix, a lot like uh, with substance use disorder, where they are looking for that kindness because when they first started out, it could have been super beautiful and kind, and then it turned into something else. So that is definitely um, something that can happen. The next thing is there's survival mechanisms. So in some cases of trauma bonding, um, it can be seen as a survival mechanism. The victim may form a strong attachment to the abuser as a way of coping with the stress and unpredictability of the abused uh, situation. The bond may provide a false sense of security or belief that the abuser is the only source of uh, protection or support. Again, this happens a lot with uh, victims of sexual assault. There's also dependency. Um, victims of trauma bonding may become emotionally dependent on the abuser. This dependency can be both emotional and practical, leading the victim to believe that they cannot survive without the abuser present or their um, or their approval. I have also seen this in uh, homeless populations um, where, you know, you know, people are really relying on on someone else. One of the people might be, um, you know, you can't leave if they could go back to their home or something like that. You can't leave me. I need you here. Um, that they need them for their survival. And, and, and it happens a lot. Isolation is another um, key factor when we're talking about trauma bonding. Abusers often use tactics to isolate their victims making it difficult for them to seek help or support from others. This isolation reinforcement, um, what happens is that the, the other person becomes so emotionally dependent on the abuser and the victim believes that they have no other place to turn. Um, it's really a, a difficult thing. You can see this a lot with power and control in emotional abuse. So working with couples, um, there can be a power dynamic 
where one of the people will um, create this place where you can't, you don't, the victim feels like they can't do anything or they can't manage money or they can't um, buy groceries, like they get an allowance and different kinds of things like that. Um, and, you know, they're not allowed to be friends with people. So that happens a lot within um, relationships that from the outside might look really healthy. Um, but from the inside, there's a lot. Um, if you're interested in knowing more about the power and control wheel, um, the National um, Center of Domestic Violence actually shows it and it talks a ton about how that works. Um, if people are really interested in this topic, please let me know. I do have a, a friend of mine who is, um, it's her specialty. So I could have her come on the show and talk a little bit more about that. Um, trauma bonding is often associated with low self-esteem. The victim may internalize the negative messages and beliefs instilled by the abuser making it challenging for them to break free from the toxic relationship. This is, this is really typical. Um, one of my clients that I'm working with right now, uh, trauma bonds with her parent and, um, she has a really difficult time understanding how to break free from the relationship because it's important in her culture to still be a part of her, her mom's life. Um, and she can't seem to walk away, even though she is constantly triggered from such things. Um, also what happens a lot of times is there's a lot of hope for a change to happen. So victims of trauma bonding may hold on to hope that the abuser will change or the positive moments will become more frequent. This is can this hope can be so powerful in motivating uh, for staying in the relationship despite the harmful um, ways that it's inflicted on the person. So I do see this a lot with emotional abuse with my clients, where they um, feel really stuck in relationships, and there is this power dynamic where, you know, the uh, person who's doing emotional abuse will just be so kind and so wonderful and just want you know, to love them and be a part of their life and, um, you know, does all these really nice things and it might like last for a few months. And then all of a sudden behavior goes back to old behavior. So these are just some things that I really thought about and that I've seen in my practice. Um, I'm sure there's more, but it's just important to recognize that trauma bonding is complex and challenging dynamic and overcoming trauma bonding often requires external support from therapy, counseling, interventions, from friends and family. Breaking free from trauma bonding is a process that involves rebuilding self-esteem, establishing healthy boundaries, and seeking help to address the psychological impact of the abused relationship. I think it's really important to find someone who specializes in um, trauma, like as a trauma specialist, if you have severe uh, trauma bonding, especially it's if it's... Um, sexual trauma. I just think for my professional opinion, um, counselors are trained or therapists are trained on these, all of these areas, but we're not trained unless we choose to be on this, um, like super hardcore. So like areas of places where I've gotten trained more than most clinicians are specifically our eating disorders, or um, couples counseling are two areas that I, I work a lot, um, intuitive eating. Those are things that I know more than most counselors. Um, 
but understanding that not all counselors are going to have that same information. It is important that you're also clicking with your counselor. Um, that's so important. So I think that that is something like that you should think of. It's one of the most important things that you do when you have a counselor. Um, if you don't click, there's no point in continuing counseling, to be honest with you. You're just not going to get very far. Um, and understanding what your goals are is something else that I would um, really consider is understanding what your goals are and how long you want to work on them and what your outcome is. So being really involved in what your treatment plan is, is going to be a really helpful piece. So that is all I have to talk about, about trauma bonding. Again, um, if you're really interested in this topic, I can get someone else to come on who might be a little bit more uh, well-versed in this. Um, there's definitely, you know, hotlines that you can reach out to if there's any abuse going on. Um, please do. They are important. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please do. Uh, just so important. Um, and I just, you know, want to express my gratitude for anyone who is willing to listen to this episode. Um, it means so much to me to have this platform to start talking to people about things that I love. Uh, I really enjoyed having my husband on last week. I will be having more guests coming on in, in upcoming episodes. I have a friend who specializes in meditation and working with men who will be coming on. I have another client, um, I'm sorry, another friend who uh, works a lot with uh, substance use disorder um, who would be coming on. And, you know, I do have, you know, other people within the hardcore community that will be coming on as well. Um, my plan is that I will still be doing this weekly, um, probably having guests on at least once or twice a month. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. You can DM me on Instagram at the hardcore therapist, or you can um, connect with me on my website at www.hardcoretherapist.com. Um, or you can email me at the hardcore therapist uh, at gmail.com. Anyway, um, any of those ways, and I will get back to you within 24 hours. I would love to talk to all of you. Um, also, I just want to say um, my, my graphic designer right now is working on this. So um, I, I do have merchandise. And if you are interested in any merchandise, um, from now until forever at this point, all merchandise is going to be any profits are going to help uh, underinsured and uninsured people to get mental health therapy. So I would love that. <coughs> Sorry, I have a dry throat. Um, yeah, so if you're interested, it's on my website. Um, <clears throat> I'll be at some shows coming up, so hopefully I'll see you. I'll be at Black Christmas. Um, Don will be there as well with me. We will be in San Francisco at Quicksand. And his band Second Coming is playing in Sacramento uh, in December as well. So we have some stuff coming up. We're super stoked. Um, yeah, and just I just have so much gratitude for people who are willing to listen. So thank you so much. Remember, you know, if you want to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, please do on Apple Music, um, our Apple Podcast, or Spotify. And um, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week.